<laughs> here we go. It is podcast time. Glenn Powers here from PowerWorks Automotive. We're at the Rove Hotel downtown in the podcast suite. We're going to talk cars and we're going to talk oil. We're going to talk engines. We're going to. Did we even talk about the Smelly Pajero last time we podcast? I don't think we did. Uh, maybe at the end of it. Yeah, I probably mentioned it a little bit. Yeah, because yeah, we're going to talk about that again. Then let's let's make sure we sorted that if we did. Pajeros. <laughs> Coming soon. <laughs> Coming soon, yeah. Or, or going soon. We're also time. we're also gonna talk about the well, Mega Cruiser. Oh, where's that being the on? Toyota life? Mega Cruiser. I know. Why did I not know about that? I don't <laughs> Why are there not a hundred out there? And anything that has a twenty seater coaster engine in it is gotta be good. So yeah. We're, we got a lot to talk about. It's PowerWorks time. Glenn's here. So am I. Here we go. I, let's kick off with that, actually. And, and this is kind of a weird thing because you sent me the link of this guy who is a Toyota Land Cruiser aficionado. Yeah. And and on a side note, look, we've, we've just started. We've just played out the theme music and I'm already putting in a side note. <laughs> Imtishan Gyato, Motoring Middle East is how you can find out about him. He He actually owns now. A Toyota Land Cruiser. Yes. And I see on Instagram the I other day. he's calling it Ugly LC. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ugly LC. And, and, and two days ago, I'm looking on Instagram and it's, it's going on to a tow truck. Usually being driven around by a Mitsubishi tow truck. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's the Mitsubishi Land Cruiser at the minute. <laughs> so that, yeah, that Land Cruiser. But, you know, he's always wanted one and he had to rebuild it and he's done some great stuff, but yeah. it's not right. So you love a Land Cruiser, you love a Land Cruiser. There's a, a YouTube link that we'll post into the body of this podcast and video cast because yep. you might be watching us on YouTube. And if you are, hello, welcome to the program. I'll have my echo next time. Yeah. <laughs> this aficionado of Land Cruisers shows his, and then he's in the Land Cruiser Museum where there is just Land Cruiser upon Land Cruiser upon Land Cruiser and versions of Land Cruisers. And then he happens on to the Mega Cruiser, it's called. Yep. And I'd never heard of this until you sent me this thing. And you know, sometimes you get YouTube links and you kind of go, you start watching. No, this one had me watching the whole thing. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I just want to know more. And and what a machine. I know. I mean, I'd, I, like, why would you buy a Hummer when you can get the Mega Cruiser? Well, exactly. Clearly going to be more reliable. <laughs> the thing is, right, so this is the whole Facebook, YouTube algorithm strikes again. But I got a Facebook suggested video you know when you click on a video and it, yeah. the, the one underneath it is just a video that it thinks you might want to watch. Usually it's a somebody shooting something or a dog running after somebody or something stupid. But this was a just a just a thumbnail was I'd, on first thought it's a H one Hummer. Yeah, yeah, and it kind of looks like a yeah. Hummer a little bit higher. Yeah, and then I'm like Toyota. Yeah, never heard of it. And then I looked at it and it was a Mega Cruiser which was produced in the in and sold in Japan and I'm thinking yeah. right hang on why are there not loads here <laughs> yeah. to me that, that car just says UAE all yeah, over yeah. it yeah like, I've, I've never seen one I, I, I don't get it like why why are there not every other car here the amount of cars that come in from Japan yeah. but then again nobody's selling it are they nobody wants to sell that no it's just everything like I, don't get me wrong I wouldn't I wouldn't drive it <laughs> I wouldn't own it. And oh, I wouldn't come on, buy it. come on. It'd be cool to see and it'd be cool to drive. It's not my cup of tea, but I just looked at it and thought, I mean, what, I probably see on the road one or two H1s every week. Yeah. There's not that many here, but there are enough that you notice them. This looks like an H1. But the, the it's going to be better than H1. The, thing, the things that were cool about it was, first of all, it's not fast because it literally no. has a Toyota coaster bus engine in it. Yep. So this little four banger. And you know what? You you get what you get. Yeah. But what I love, there were little things about it. So it doesn't have solid suspension. So it's kind of like a Hummer. You know, it's got yeah. this nice and the brake system. Instead of having the brakes, and and he goes into looking at uh, before we get to the brakes, he goes into looking at you know how the tires are are put on and what's going on. And there's you know there's all sorts of nice little technology there. The braking isn't on the wheels. The braking old school is old school up by the chassis. Yeah, <laughs> so it's out of the way of rocks. It's out. Of, I thought it was really cool. Yeah, look, I mean, there's there's pros and cons to that. Yeah, it's good for protect. And like when you when you read up about it, it's it was used and adopted mainly by um, security and police yeah. forces in Japan yeah. 
for different areas, but I just think to myself, why aren't there any here? I've never seen one. There probably is one or two. Maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. someone's got one. I, I don't even think the Rainbow Shake. So if you're if you're ever out in the UAE, there's a shake. They call him the Rainbow Shake. Who's got a car museum? You know, as you're heading over towards Abu Dhabi, and it's wonderful. It's a wonderful place. Yeah. But I don't even think I've seen one in there. Follow him on Instagram. Actually, I can't. Is yeah. it? Shea? I can't remember his name on Instagram. You, you I'm going to try and find if it. You now. go Rainbow Shake. He comes up with that too. Yeah, I'm gonna try to I don't it. think he's got one in there. Or, or if he did, I didn't recognize, you know, I, at the point I didn't put two and two together. So, no. And sharjah uh, has got the... Sheikh Hamdan bin Hamdan. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. And sharjah has got a car museum here. I don't think I've ever seen one in there either. No. So it's it's kind of an interesting piece. The other thing that was really cool about it, so the guy who's driving is saying, when you get in, there's so much of the contemporary Land Cruiser with the gear shifter yeah. and all that. It's it's all a Land Cruiser, just a lot bigger. Bigger and box, yeah. But the rear wheels also pivot when you're turning. So he said, it's really weird going around a corner because the whole thing just kind of drifts around yeah. a corner. And it's really tight when you're going around a corner then as well. So... There's a there's obviously I mean look it was created in produ- production run was ninety five to two thousand or two thousand I'm trying to find it two thousand and one so they only produced it for six years and there was only three thousand reported to be produced yeah. so you know there aren't that many of them and they're probably I would guess going to be worth a few quid now based on the rarity don't know how many of that three thousand are still around I wonder um, I mean you like to think of <laughs> you like to think that. Because Japan are really sensible with their regulations for cars. Yeah. So, so you know, after a certain age, stop polluting the roads with them, get something new. And that's why a lot of them get exported, because it's just a shame to, well, it's, to scrap it's, them. It is the Japanese mentality, because it's not just cars, it's houses. So yeah. everywhere else in the world, you buy a house, and that house appreciates, and you get equity in it. Not in Japan. Your house loses equity. Until the time you die, your house is worth nothing. And they tear them down and build a new one, and then you got equity again, and then it just amortizes until it's worth nothing. It kind of works, right? Well, and, and so their car industry works the same. Get rid of these things, and let's get some new ones in. By the time yeah. you export that car, it's worth nothing. In Which Japan. is good for places like here, where we export import a load of the older, uh, you know, the, yeah. the cars that are a few years old and they can't be used anymore. So, but I I, I hate to think they all got recycled. Yeah, there's, there's someone's got them. They're, they're, yeah. Maybe they're still used on military bases. I mean, 3,000 isn't a lot. If you think about the size of the country and the islands of Japan, like if they've got, what, 100 on a military base somewhere and then that's that's the case five or six times over, you never know. You know, they might have Japanese military outposts that are in other nations. Yeah, we've got to do do some research. I got a buddy who lives there in Japan. Maybe we should just send Gar Gar Reynolds, the, the public speaking guru, Maybe just send something over to Gar Reynolds and say, Garl, have you ever seen one of these things? He's like a nice guy. Hey, this is an interesting one. It's got nothing to do with what we're talking about. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> but, to well, the PowerWorks podcast. But, but before we get to the nothing, let's just finish off with this, this mega cruiser. You know what the proof in the pudding in that YouTube video was? Because there's a lot of parts where the guy's just driving it. Proof in the pudding that that is just a fantastic vehicle was where he couldn't wipe the smile off his face. Yeah, and it's it's shaken, so you know that it's not a it's not a a comfort ride. Like he, the the whole camera's got some vibration going down, and you know that the camera's stabilized, so it's shaken. But he can't wipe the smile off his face. Like yeah. he's just smiling. It's it's sort of like <laughs> it does just look like a 50 well no no 10 year old has been given all the parts to build a car yeah that's what it is based on a drawing they've made yeah that's it it's it's just a little dream come true yeah 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 really cool for a Toyota at least go check out the Mega Cruiser I I think we all want one at least to drive one you want to take it for a little I'd like to see one and and see what it's all about but I mean the 4.1 litre engine doesn't excite me and the 4 speed (laughs) automatic on it as well <laughs> but you'll get through and over anything, I guess. Yeah, it's like, you know, my, my brother's got a 1950 Fargo. You're winning no land speed records with that thing. But the torque, when you put it into low, you climb anything. You could get out and it'll just climb on its own. When the apocalypse comes, yeah, he's going to win. The car to get. It's it. He's he's ready for it. Yeah, you know, all power's gone. That thing will start. No problem. Yeah, it, it requires you know you, you need general mechanical knowledge to fix it. But there's basically, you open it up and it's the, the cavernous area where the engine is. It's an inline four. As long as you've got an adjustable spanner, you're pretty cool to go. And you can pretty much sleep in there with the engine. <laughs> and there's room. Use the heat from the engine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
It's like, that's it. A little oil leak. Ah, it's okay. <laughs> Put yeah. more oil in. That's yeah. it. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I, anyway, smile on the mega cruiser. It, this has got nothing to do with what we're talking about, but, but it just dawned on me and I, I was just like a random thought so why am i putting the random thought in when we got a, a perfectly good list of things to talk about but uh you ever use evernote no. you know what evernote is right no. it's an app it's a it's a note keeping app okay. and it's fairly popular I mean, not to you but i don't keep notes yeah there we go it, it, people have used it in the past well one of the co-founders of that company has spun off and he's doing a lot of other things and they decided in the land, uh, after this COVID, COVID experiment that we've had and how are we going to teach, how are we going to do work? And this is how this connects in. Because pre to turning on the tape, we were talking about COVID and teaching and work and how it's changed the way things happen. So these guys at Evernote, well, the guy who was at Evernote, co-founder, and has moved on to other ventures as well, has decided in his latest set of adventures that they're not going back to the office. They're, in fact, they're, they're getting rid of the office forever. Okay. But by doing that, he's also said, well, since we're not going to be using the office, that means you at home are probably going to need other stuff. So I'm going to, what we're going to do is we're closing the office and we're going to give everyone an additional $800 a month because you're no longer coming to the office, but you're going to have more expenses. Yeah. So here you go. Upgrade your Wi-Fi, internet speeds, buy a better printer. There you go. And that's cool. And you're going to be at home. So you're going to be eating more. You're going to be using more of your stuff at home. Your electricity bill is going to be higher. You're going to be eating more. Here's some, here's some money for gym membership. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to need actually. a personal yeah, trainer. I thought about that. And I just thought, wow, okay, this is, this is what, a, what a way to think. It's instead of saying, you know, wow, we're going to close the office and we're going to do well and you're at home. So you're going to have less expenses. It's like, yeah, we're closing the office and we're going to bump you guys all up a bit because you're going to have different expenses, which is still cheaper than us having the expenses. But yeah, like I, cost I just, of owning office space. Yeah. A lot of people renting office spaces as well. Yeah. I mean, bad news for landlords. Oh man, uh, horrible for landlords. I mean, it, it's it's time to reimagine. How do I use my space? What am I going to use it for? And yeah, and I, it's it's really know, weird because the whole. You remember when we first pre-COVID, we were all about we thought car sharing was the way to go. Yeah, and whether that was a group of people that own a vehicle or whether it was the whole sort of U drive system yeah. that they have here and the e-car system that they have here where there's just an app and you find a car that's close by and you yeah. get a pin number and you start it and you know where you go. We thought COVID killed that. But yeah. I think everything coming out of COVID is, is everything. So now all about whether it's just a purely the desire to share things again, because we haven't been able to for so long or whether it was going that way and we're just carrying on, but it's a little bit, yeah. you know, accelerated because of everything went that way. But everything like office space now, yeah. you know, we, we've both been to Andrew's office at Nexa. That's I haven't been back huge, in a while. That's I'll a huge it. office space. Yeah. If they were to work from home, what do they do? What does the people that own that office space do with it? Well, they, they do have a podcast studio going in there. Yeah, yeah. And, and he keeps saying, Andrew, that's DigiGeekster, also Tech Talk. He does say, you got to come by and check it out. And Got you a huge green screen. In that yeah. Moment, in the, sorry, yeah. And so I do need to do this, but you know, the, the, the sad thing is, as I kind of look at, we're here, we're here at the Rove and I kind of look at where are we? How much traffic do I have to endure to get there? Yeah. Where am I going to park? And I, I keep coming back to the Rove. Yeah. Because it's, you know, okay, we don't have a green screen, but we do have a great room. We'll and, have to make it happen. Yeah. We got to do it. We got to go check it out. And, yeah make it happen yeah but no i think it's it's strange yeah. like we i didn't see any of the u drive or the e-car stuff on the road and it, you know i thought it was all gone. of a sudden uh, yeah. we're seeing them again and obviously you can't get a higher car for love no money we spoke about that the other week because everybody's here for expo and what have you oh, so people are still happy sharing cars effectively um so it, it is it is interesting to what it will mean for that. I mean, that, that Evernote idea is great, yeah. you know, but then you know, they've made savings in office space that they're right. redistributing amongst the staff, which is great. They're probably not necessarily doing it one-to-one. They might be making yeah, a bit on I, it, but I'm that's sure, cool. No I'm problem. Sure savings better than nothing. Yeah, and, yeah. but then again, there are companies that will provide company cars yeah. that might not need to provide that anymore. They're not necessarily always sales reps that have a company car. It's someone that drives to an office, sits in an office, closes the door, and then yeah. goes back home at the end of the day in their company car. So in the UK, 
company cars are down as a benefit in kind on the tax oh, return. Okay, so you then. earn, you pay more tax basically uh, okay. because of the value of that on top of you. It adds a value onto your salary. Right. So you end up paying more tax with it. But, you know, for people in an office that don't need that car, it's for them, would it be better to say, oh, you know what, why am I paying more tax for a car that I'm not using? It's nice to have it on the drive, keeping up with the Joneses and all that stuff, but yeah. forget the Joneses. They've moved out. They fell out of during lockdown or whatever. They've divorced. You know, it's just not a big deal. You know, they're... I, I don't know what the figures are, and there's something maybe we could look into, but the, the, the company car and fleet market for cars, I think it's probably struggling. Yeah. The place I worked at in the UK is now no longer a VW retailer it is a group headquarters for training and pre-delivery inspection for all brands mm. there's 12 lifts in it 12 wow. lifted work bays in it i get pictures and videos from there quite often and we've mentioned before in the uk new number of plate registrations is march and september so february march and august september are just rammed well not this year <laughs> it's empty Mm. Yeah, and they used to run fleet out of there as well, so there's no fleet either. So, um, interesting. That is just a snapshot. Maybe the rest of the country isn't the same, right? But we're in a very, very. That was in a very, very good location, right central in the country. Great motorway access, north and south. It was one of the busier fleet yeah. units in in the country, from what I remember, and and that's just not the case anymore. And I wonder why that is because they don't just do. It's not like yeah. it's everyone's turned away from VW because it's not just VW. It's it's just I think it, you know my my assessment would be it's a knock on effect. A we've we've had we have car shortages. B we've got yeah. different car usage and and while there is that enticement to get back into the office and things people haven't all bitten into that and and because of the shortage and because of the price jumping people are just like you say they're holding on to the old things they've been driving yeah. or they've found alternatives maybe they're they are buying into public transport or car sharing where you've got you know carpooling yeah and i think it's just forced people to think differently and i think yeah. in some cases people have got used to having a little bit more especially if you, your job was sustained through the 18 months or two years of lockdown if your job was sustained if you were still making the same salary yeah. and now suddenly you started spending less and you got used to having a little bit more in your pocket and now you realize, Oh, I got to go back and oh, petrol prices. Have gone yeah. Up I mean, and parking the, and in the UK, like if you stop driving to work, <laughs> you, you're saving big time. You're saving maybe 60, 70 pounds a week. Yeah. That's a big chunk of cash that just and, on fuel. And then if you have parking and you got to pay for, you know, yeah, you got to buy yeah. a parking pass and that's another yeah. hundred, hundred pounds a month. Cause salaries haven't necessarily recovered yet either. They, they haven't. They haven't. So, you know, to then find that again, yeah. you know, and then like you say, parking's one that people don't realize. Oh, it's, you know, it's brutal. It's, it's very, very easy to forget the parking cost. But yeah. in the UK, you can pay, okay, you buy a permit if you work in an office but that still, requires parking, but it's still money. Yeah, yeah. You still, you know, by the time you add that to your fuel, you might be talking 70, 80, 90 pounds a month, yeah, uh, yeah. a week, sorry. That's a lot. That's a ton. And so people got used to that. Now it's like, okay, I got to find alternatives. Yeah. So it's, I think it's kind of fun. Have you been to, by the way, have you been to Expo yet? No, not yet. We're going to, so we smart were waiting man. till the weather cooled uh, down smart sufficiently. Man. Smart man. I was, I've been there three times last week. It was hot. Yeah. The one, I mean, so over, over a two week period, I've been three times. Yeah. We've got to do the daytime because the, the kids are still like bedtime at seven o'clock. So my, it's beautiful to go at night, but with, with kids, I've been at multiple times of the day. You know, you want you want to go to the, the the most friendly hour. Be there at ten when it opens. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. And it's it's crowd friendly at ten, and it's cooler at ten. And yeah. then you do a few hours, and then you get out of there. Yeah, so we're going to get the season pass, yeah, okay. and then we're going to go around and probably do forty five durhams a day in November mm. for a one day pass. It's only forty five durhams. Yeah, we're going to do sort of four or five week okay weekly visits on nice. Fridays, and then. Amy's parents are scheduled in Beautiful. at the start of next year. So yeah. they not only do they get the free ticket with the Emirates yeah, flight, exactly. they also qualify for senior citizen. There you go. So there's, it's, you know, and the yeah. girls are free. There you go. I think our season passes are only 500 dirhams each. It's even cheaper now. If you go, they've knocked right down. If you go five, six times, I mean, that's great. I, are you? I think you can 
it's a couple hundred dirhams now. It's gone. Yeah. It's gone Honestly, what are you thinking though? How many visits do you think it's going to take to get around all the places? You know, I, I at least half a dozen. Yeah, and and that's only just to get a taste of yeah, some of the things. Not necessarily interacting with everything. Yeah, and then, and then if you want to try some of the dining options and some of those things, some of them require reservations. Do you mean if what else are we going for? Oh, well, that's it. I mean, there was there's oh, I ended up the other day so I was there at, at 10 o'clock and we're walking around and you know we went to a few pavilions and we saw stuff and then a couple of the pavilions it was you know it, it's a trade show yeah yeah day. so yeah. I was kind of like really okay oh, oh we'll talk about a couple of pavilions in a second but I ended up because you you want to go to where the food is ultimately you got to try some of the food that's there yeah so I end up at this bakery called bread ahead a-h-e-a-d custard filled donuts oh yes and there, so they're let me make a note of this. Yeah, bread ahead, bread ahead. Uh, mobility. If you're at the Russia Pavilion, take a right, <laughs> just just a little bit back. Uh, look for Croatia and the Holy See. If you're close to the Holy See in Croatia, you're at bread ahead. Bread ahead. Yeah. Okay. There we go. So so not only is it a custard filled donut, and and they don't skimp on the custard like they really. And there's about six different choices of custard filling different flavors the entire donut itself is covered in granular sugar so not powdered sugar it's like so you wear you wear the whole thing but we're talking it is a diabetic nightmare right like insulin fires through but it's just so good that's what you want yeah i mean they're not cheap but you know when you finish eating that thing and you wipe all the sugar off you and you're kind of sitting there and you're kind of going okay was that worth it it's like yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it's like, yeah yeah that's worth it i'll just jog to the next pavilion yeah. and make it that's okay. it and and it was we were so, so we're standing there and then right you're looking out because you can eat outdoors and it's cool down now it was nice there's there's a carousel there a double-decker venetian carousel nice i, I went okay well this is this is like exactly where i want to be yeah no we're gonna make an effort yeah. to get over there yeah there's much automotive stuff there it, surprisingly there is it's it's oh. scattered throughout things and this is the weird so we, we went to the china pavilion and this is one we were scheduled into we went to click around it was china pavilion was weird i mean it was is really cool because it's china's got this rich history mm. as we all know they were not really concerned with talking about the history but talking about china tomorrow and china yeah. today and the technology stuff and i and, and some of the pavilions i was at did a really nice job of giving you this so like um pakistan for instance really does a nice job of transitioning from the rich history of pakistan to the rich technology yeah. today and what they're doing and, and the linkage there and whereas china didn't want to do that really it's like you know what yeah this is our history this is where we're going and it was it was pretty neat and so that was one of the places we're in there there's a car and of course, electric car, and they're showing this thing off, and and it was like, wow, okay, that's really cool. What also with the robot pandas in the same right. place, <laughs> it's like electric car, robot panda. All right, I get it. But yeah. it, so that was kind of neat. So yeah, that, it, so there, there's a lot of mobility things. Uh, Emotorad in the Indian pavilion, not showing cars, but showing e-bikes. Okay, and they've got a whole bunch, a whole a whole standard set of them, which you can actually rent here over in Business Bay. And they're super affordable and they're super cool. But the, the surprising one for me was I ended up in Croatia. And so I, I mentioned that because it's close to uh, bread ahead yeah. and the Holy See, which I thought was kind of you know, the, okay. pope, the Pope's outfit. Yeah. I thought that was kind of weird. It was, it was kind of neat because you're in there and it's like looking around. It's like, and, and they actually have some actual, do- so they have some actual documents from 1207 till 12, whatever that That's cool. are highlighting the interaction with the Holy See and the Arab world and, and, you know, so I'm looking at this book, 1207. So printing presses until 1455. So this book is handwritten and I'm looking at it going, how did they do that? And, and so, you know, I'm, I'm squinching down. I can see where they've drawn in guidelines, but it's hand drawn. The numbers look like they're from a machine. And I'm just thinking, poor sucker who had to write that because if they made one mistake or they got tired or it was cold. Yeah, but you do realize that was the, that was the, that's all they job. wanted to do. Yeah. That that's was the like, scribe's job. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they wanted though. Yeah. And it was beautiful. So that was kind of neat. So we get into Croatia and we get a nice tour of Croatia. And the final thing you're looking at is this electric car they've got there. Zero to a hundred in, I don't know, 1.8 Is that seconds. the Rimac? Yeah, I think that's what it was. Rimac, yeah. And I'm looking at it going, it's a pretty sweet looking car. Yeah. I mean, 
because I've now seen a lot of electric cars. And I'm looking at this thing. I'm just going, that's. They're the guys that are saying they can get sub one second to sixty in the next vehicle. Yeah, I'm sure they can. And yeah, Richard thing. Hammond crashed one at a hill climb, <laughs> set fire to it, and destroyed it. Oh man! It was, so they got one sitting there, and it was just yeah, it's nice. It's really nice looking. Yeah, they're they're doing some <laughs> mental stuff. One point six seconds to a hundred, like that. That's gonna yeah, I mean, wham you back you into know, the seat. Like that's uh, without sounding <laughs> like a luddite. <laughs> that was fearful of the, the, the steam train in, in, the, in the UK in the 1800s. This thing is like, can we do that? Yeah. You know, you don't even get, okay, the G-force is kind of there when you're lifting off in a rocket, but yeah. it's different. It ain't as fast. Yeah. Yeah. Initially, at least. So like, ouch. <laughs> yeah. You kind of have a neck brace on. Yeah. And, and so I'm, I'm looking at that. And then I, at, at that moment, I get some alert that, you know, the, the new Corvette that's going to be in Europe and it's going to be only going to get to whatever, a hundred or 80 kilometers or something in three seconds. I'm going, Oh, that's really slow. And I'm going, what? And I'm shaking I, my head and go, yeah, what yeah. are you then This is what you have to forget, right? <laughs> this, you have to remember, you have to remember that, you know, there are Ferraris. We're only talking 30 years ago that were seven, eight seconds to 60 miles an hour. Yeah. And who's going to, and then I'm thinking, okay, that's really good. Who's ever going to do that? Like off which set of lights are you just going to pedal it so that you're flying only to take your foot off the gas because that's all you can do. Yeah. (laughs) Everybody. (laughs) Everybody's doing that. (laughs) Everyone is just constantly doing the not 60 in it. Well, Well, not 62 now. You see that, you see that actually at every, every light, anyone who's in these little, you know, guys got a Ferrari. Guy's got a, a Lamborghini. That's all they do. It's like, yeah, yeah. Hey, me and uh, okay, no, 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 no. Scratch that. Maybe I heard. I heard that there's a nice fun game to play at traffic lights now. Oh, oh, I've oh. heard. Okay, okay, go for it. So when you're sat in traffic lights and you look across and there's somebody, you people watch, right? Yeah, yeah. Traffic lights three, four minutes sometimes, especially at the beginning section, and somebody's on their mobile phone. If you've been waiting for a couple of minutes and they're still on their mobile phone and you accidentally slip and catch the horn, <laughs> that person may panic, thinking, oh, we must be moving and they've not been paying attention and we're all automatics here and just steps on the pedal to go <laughs> oh, forward and then no, has to slam on the brakes before oh, no. they hit the guy in front. Oh, no. I've heard that sometimes oh, oh, no. happens. No. So I, I don't recommend yeah. anyone does it, but um, yeah, stop being on your phones at traffic lights oh, people yeah. stop being on your phones in cars oh, I, I, guy this morning two kids in the back Pajero it's a Pajero's fault actually he'd probably not done it if it had been a Tuareg so he's in a Pajero no seatbelts on the kids in the oh. back. they look small enough to actually they should have been in seats yeah. car seats no seatbelts on and he's on his phone yeah forget it get off the phone what are you doing yeah like seriously and, and I, you know, part of the challenge is we've got some cars where people are using their maps and things, which encourages distraction. I mean, it's, but don't get the phones out of the cars. I mean, I, I mean, you I know, drive. Nissan did that thing recently where there was a, there was a meshed, uh, uh, uh cubby in this in the console in the armrest that you could put your device yeah, in yeah. and it would stop it receiving any signal. What a great idea. Why can't the whole car be geofenced like that? Yeah, they, they, they need to. I mean, it's it's. We've tried fines. We've tried, and none of it is working. People are are causing accidents. Yeah. There, and you see them on the road because you you see some guys or some lady they're they're veering towards you, and then I get close and I look in oh, on the phone. Could have guessed. That's what yeah. I say when I go past them. I say, yeah. could have guessed. Yeah. So it's it's come on. Yeah. Like, really, just stop. Yeah, there's got to be some, well there is, there's definitely technology to do that, but the, the, the problem you've got is there will be too many people saying it's against my oh, human rights or yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. You know, I need like, to be able to communicate. Well, no. <laughs> Turn off your car, then you can communicate. Pull over. I guess the problem with it though is a bit like with the automotive drive, uh, the auto, autonomous driving, mm. not everybody has it. Mm. So yeah. if people are forced into new cars, would it stop people buying new cars? Maybe. But it'll stop people from dying. <laughs> you know, well, will it? Because if the people in the in the Pajero that haven't got it aren't yeah. paying attention, they hit you. All well, those Pajeros are going anyway. They're going to be gone sooner than later. You know, nobody's going to keep a Pajero, are they? You, no, we're never going to no, have a conversation. No, no. Like, if there is an equivalent of this show in 40, 50 years' time, nobody's going to say... We're going to still be doing this show yeah. in 50 years' time. It's like, yeah. oh, I remember oh, when God. we were in Dubai. Imagine my moaning in 50 years' time. But you, you're never going to get it like... Oh, a beautiful 3.8. Oh, I love that Pajero. Found a 2012 classic. 
Yeah. Low mileage. Yeah. Nobody. No they did an Evo Pajero in like 95, <laughs> look, which was a rally art one. You go out into any parking lot right now, in any mall, go through any subdivision. How many Hyundai Gallopers do you see? None. Oh, no. Maybe I've, I've seen one in the last that six months. That was the shape. Yeah. That they did the Evo Pajero, which was right. a short wheelbase rally one, which was yeah. a special edition, but it was literally just stuff stuck to it. It wasn't yeah. really anything else. I mean, I owned a Galloper, and I thought I'd be driving that thing till I left the UAE until it died. I wrote more off than I fixed when I was at AAA. <laughs> just like people yeah. would say, I'm not spending 10,000 dirhams on this car. Well, that was Max's garage. I had a, I had a, a leak, a, a water leak into the oil. Every they could, single one of them. They couldn't find it. Every single one of them. I go, in, I go in and they've got... The, the, cause they're trying to figure out where it was cause they didn't want to open it up. They're saying it's just going to cost you. And they've got somehow they had the, the vehicle jimmied onto a, a lift yeah. to wedge it up yeah. so they could try and find the, it, nothing. It was, it was horrible. And, and they all went, that's why they're all gone. But, yeah. and I don't know anyone who's going, Oh, I remember having that Galloper. No, I remember that Galloper. Although I did take it through Lewa. Well, there <laughs> you go then. It's like, you know, <laughs> and, and, oh, and then, and then we followed up with a Terracan which okay. was the all-wheel drive yeah. thing. That lasted a little bit. It, it, it was, okay. you don't see any of those around anymore. Yeah. No one's driving one of those. There's just some cars that you just look at and think, why? Why? Yeah, why? What's going on? It's here? like, you know, if we get, and this is not by, you know, any means reason to pick on them, but if we get a customer with a Jaguar, we know that customer loves that car. Yeah. You have to love a Jaguar. You have to like them to buy one yeah. because they're designed in a certain way. But if you've owned it for longer than six months, you've got to love it because you speak to John about his. Oh yeah, he loves them. He says, and he owns two. If you own a Jaguar, you have to own two because you always need one for when the other one's in the shop. Yeah. And if a customer comes in with a Jaguar, we know they love that car. So we know we need to give them a certain level of service that is probably beyond what they, you know, someone with a Pajero might necessarily care for because someone with a Pajero is kind of given up. Well, you need a safe, reliable car to get <laughs> yeah. to and from school and back or to and from yeah. work and back. Yeah. That's what a Pajero will do for just you. just Exactly. And that's the difference. So you just want to spend 600 dirhams on the service every 6, 12 months and that's it. Yeah. And that is probably what you will spend. Yeah. You know, five years, that probably be all it is. Tires, brakes, yeah. copious amounts of fuel. Oh. But, you know, otherwise... My old Wrangler is starting to consume a little fuel. I was driving the other day and I was going, I think it's using a little more fuel than it used to Which use. Which one's got the charcoal canister bungee corded on though? Uh, that's the one. Yeah. The red one. Mm. That's it. Or the, okay. the bait. That's the, it's, I, I know, I'm sure I was driving. I'm going, I think we used to Didn't get you say you had a problem you thought with the wheel alignment though? Uh, you know, that's the, so I don't know what it's called. So <laughs> you've got your suspension. You, you'll tell me what these okay. things are called. But when you look at the Wrangler then and you look at the front suspension, mm-hmm. there's some bars that come down. Okay. Yeah whatever those are called, I have no idea that, that do something with the suspension to some people prov- call them radius arms. Some people call the trailing arms. Yeah. But there's these two long arms, and those arms, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure the last time I brought it in, you said, yeah, we're going to have to replace something on one of those arms next time you bring it in. And I haven't brought it in yet, but it clearly needs to be replaced. So yeah. there's something, I think the bushings on it are gone. Clearly. Do you know what? Wrangler's another one. I should have said Wrangler instead of Jaguar, actually. Well, it's Jaguar the same just thing. came to mind because yeah. of John, but I think it's a, yeah, it's the Wrangler's the same. People love yeah. the Wranglers. But, you know, and I, I always dread because my boys are coming, right? They're going to drive the Wranglers. The Wranglers. <laughs> that would be a cool thing, a Wrangler. Like, what do you drive? I drive a Durangler. Durangler. But the, the funny thing with a Durango, and I'll get back to the actual story, but Durango is also a beverage in North America, Durango right. coolers. Okay. So I always think of the Durango Dodge as Durango. And that's, a, what, that's what a, makes a Durango cooler. So necessarily large, uh, you know, I don't know if it's rum or something. <laughs> <laughs> just seen it. You never ordered one. No, never had one. That'll be Very sweet. Just like, yeah, yeah never going to get one. Yeah, of those. It's unnecessarily big and leave a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's it. But you're right with the Wrangler. So the, the thing is my boys are coming. Both of my cars have, idiosyncrasies of their own that as a driver of it, you know, I just kind of like write it off. It's like, yeah, that's what that's it does fine. until someone else drives. It goes, so I had a great one where we had uh, a pilot stand at our house. Oh, and you know, the car sitting there, I said, well, yeah, use it. And they get in and this is the bay, the, 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 the burgundy one, you know, 300, whatever thousand kilometers, lots of little things. And she's driving it. 
and she calls me. She goes, your, your engine lights keep buzzing and coming on. And uh, my response is, just keep going. Well, warning light to a pilot is a big deal. Oh, right? yeah. She's going, do you realize if you're flying and your warning light comes on, you land? And I'm going, yeah, just ignore it. She goes, I can't ignore it. It's, I said, put some tape over it. Yeah. <laughs> she goes, I can see there was tape over yeah. it. I said, yeah, just put it back yeah, over. I've just peeled the tape off I've, after I finished making sure all the switches are in the same place. Yeah. It's making like, sure the AC vents are all parallel. <laughs> yeah. She said, I, I can't. I just, okay, I can drive your car, but then what's up? What's up? binging sound that's yeah. happening. Goes, oh, that's because the, the, the toy, tire pressure batteries are gone and I can't be bothered getting new ones because who knows? And, and she's going, how do you drive this car? And I said, I, I just ignore it all, you know? And, and then actually but my friend who drives the Porsche, the Porsche, she was saying the other day, she goes, you know, how do, but how do you then know if something's the matter with your car? I said, well, I check the oil. Let's check it regularly. I, I check the oil. I check the coolant. And I, you know, I take a look at all the levels of stuff. And if it's all good and there's no leaks, we're good. Yeah. She's going, okay, I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, see, I think I know the Porsche, right? Yeah, yeah. I've seen the Porsche. Yeah, yeah. So it's the Boxster, isn't it? Yeah. So, and, and that owner is going to get in touch with you because they need you to same deal. babysit. So that car will absolutely scream its head off at you if it's got a problem, like yeah. forever. Yeah, it yeah. won't give in. It will no. just scream at you yeah. relentlessly, like yeah. a Pajero doing one twenty that just doesn't stop beeping. Like, ah! It will just squeal and say, "There's something wrong." And it doesn't yeah. matter if it's a bulb out. It doesn't matter if it's the engine oil pressure. It doesn't matter what it is, from minimum to maximum levels yeah. of urgency. It will yeah. scream at you. Oh, absolutely scary I mean that's I'm surprised that a pilot even got in the Wrangler that's nothing against the Wrangler <laughs> no, no, that's no, just no. a pilot deal. Yeah, I yeah. mean I've got a really good friend who, who who was a pilot he was made redundant during Covid and yeah. he'd had his time he was happy enough with that he'd got a family and everything else so more time with the family but he was he is super OCD right like right. And that's which you want on. as a pilot oh yeah you want you want your pilot on that thing thinking right that guy that lady whoever that is is so obsessed with yeah. detail that we are safe on this plane so he called me one day um i've got this foam thing under the steering column which i'd never noticed before so i got in there to pull it out like you would <laughs> and then it wouldn't come so i've cut it at either end and got it out but now my car won't stop <laughs> Seriously, like one of the most intelligent people I know, right? Why is he cutting the FOMO? <laughs> and what did he cut? So it was actually ribbon strip wire, which was from the ignition switch to the control unit. Great. So now there's no connection from the switch to the control unit, so the car wouldn't start because it didn't detect the key. Great. So that's dashboard out. It's like... <laughs> to fit... Because the wire is part of the switch, so you've got to fit it, and it's dashboard out. Why would he do that? I mean, because he he couldn't he could not live with a little so bit of fun driving the car. Out of place. You're driving the car like this, steering wheels in your hands. You cannot see it when yeah. you're driving. It's only yeah. because he was in there with his vacuum that he yeah. uses to vacuum his vacuum <laughs> to get in the ridges of his carpet mat yeah. that he saw it. And like I say, he's a really really good friend and he's really intelligent. Yeah, and. Had I thought he was able to deal with the ribbon of it, he'd have still been hearing about it today. In fact, I'd have rang him that now. Right, no, we would have got that, him on. We would have yeah. got him on the show. Yeah. But, but but I know that, that that now is in. That's a serious problem for him. That that happened yeah. to him. Yeah. Jeez. And that this is it, right? This is the this is the for us as a as a as a business. It's really good that people care so much. Yeah. to a certain level because we know that they're going to as a business this is they're going to bring the car in which we can make money we have to always measure our response to people about it based on how they are because if we have a car coming in for service like yours yeah. we know that when it comes in we might find 10 things yeah, or at least but of those 10 things there's only going to be 2 or 3 that we need to do Yeah, uh, but I know I can say to you look James there's a bit of wear on one of those rear arms. You're going to have to keep an eye on the tyres. Well, I know you're going to check your tyre pressures every week and you're yeah. going to tell me when the tyres start to go. But there are some customers that literally smash their car up and down curbs and come in and out because they've done their school run, they've gone home and back from work. They don't care. As long as they turn the key and it starts, 
the only maintenance they do is when it flashes on the dashboard and tells them it needs a service and yeah. then they begrudgingly bring it in or when it breaks down. So then we have to make a decision with a duty of care over what's right for the business and over what's right, right for the customer sometimes. Yeah. So would we then say, ah, oh, well, you know, you could leave that for a few months because what will actually happen is they'll come back with a damaged tyre and then we've not helped them at all because then they've had to fix the issue of the warm bushes on the rear and they've had to exp- expensively pay for another tyre as well. Speaking of tyres, that was that was an interesting thing I was driving the other day in the car that, you know, in the Wrangler that clearly needs to be get service now. And I was thinking as I was driving, because I was thinking about the tyres and I'm going, when did I get these tyres on? And I was dr- literally trying to remember when did I put these tyres on? Did we do it here? I, I think that one was done when I was still on Dubai Eye. Oh man. <laughs> Which means, in, and, and I was, I was thinking of that because the vehicle is going to be coming up for registration in January. And so I got to go take a, it's, it's yeah. not the one I'm driving today. It's, it's the burgundy one. I was thinking that's things will never pass registration if those tires are too old. And I'm thinking that they've got to be at the limit, mm. which made me also think oh, it's time to change them anyway. I, I, I think that's when I did it. Or there was a set of tires in between. I'm not sure. I have to, either way, I think the tires need to be changed. Yeah. Look, I mean, this is, especially if it's going to rain someday. This, <laughs> never. This is the thing with what, what the RTA are doing on, on, on test is, just needs to be made a lot more consistent. Yeah. But the tyres, they're very hot on and I'm really happy about it. We make very, very little money on tyres and most tyre places do actually. It's all about rebates and shifting volumes, right? which we can't do the volumes. But obviously, if we don't have tyres on vehicles, they're not attached to the road in any way with any sort of friction yeah. that's manageable. So we have to supply them. Um. But I'm so happy the RTA are so keen on them. It's frustrating yeah. if you take the vehicle in and the tyres are two years oh, old, but they're cracked and they're going to yeah. fail them. But, you know, if you get if you get a fail because the tyres are five years old, well, that's good. Yeah, That saved yeah. you a problem because yeah. you've got five years out of those tyres. Yeah. What an investment that is. Yeah. And then, you know, an average, that is 100 dirhams a year. Yeah. You know, on a tyre. That's not bad, is it? No. And then they've saved you a blowout because they failed it because it's five years oh, old. And I've seen cars with blowouts now. So temperatures have gone down a little bit here and then, and folks in other parts of the world, it's getting colder. Yeah. Uh, Australia, it's getting hotter. Yeah. But I, I see, I'm seeing more blowouts. The problem it, is pressures are dropping. So, yeah. you know, the pressure drops with temperature. You don't drop, and, and, and you, you're constantly compressing yeah. the sidewall and the steel, you know, you, everyone can probably imagine if you've got a piece of steel that you bend just like a a, a a credit card, even in a, yeah. in a wallet, if you bend it, it goes to a point where it won't flex back. Exactly, and then you've got a weak point. So you don't want to have a blowout when you're out with the family and something like. That. I mean, I've had a rear tire blowout when I went, you know, years ago with the boy, and we were in the fast lane. And it was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. it was hard to hold on to a car. It was hard to hold on. It was like, okay, you know, and then you know, then you just go into autopilot and you're you're looking and you're checking things out. Okay, how fast can I get over onto the shoulder? And, and yeah. away we go. The steering doesn't work properly at that no, point. So no. if anyone if anyone's interested, then great. If they're not, then I apologize for the next fifteen seconds. But <laughs> the Ackerman principle, which determines steering geometry, relies solely on the rear axle being straight. Mm. If the rear axle isn't straight, the steering axle cannot work. If you've lost a tire on one side, yeah. you're in a real bad position there. Real bad position. And, you know, we cannot turn the rear wheels. Right. So, you know, common knowledge is put the best tires on the front because, you know, they're the ones that you steer with. And on, on front engine, front wheel drive cars, they're the ones that yeah. tend to be worn out first. But we were told on, on on tire safety briefings from manufacturers of tires that the t- the, the, the best tires should go on the rear because the go. rear axle needs the best grip and needs to be the most controllable because you okay. can't control it with your hands. Yeah, yeah, if the front sense. goes, you've got hold of the wheel. Yeah. So unless, until you're in a skid, you're in a skid. But until you're in a skid, you've got hold of the wheel and can do some kind yeah. of adjustment on it. Now, one of the problems is that we're not trained to be, you know, stunt drivers or race yeah. drivers or reactionary safety drivers so it's very hard to train somebody for that event especially in the fact that the way you would do it would be on a skid pan or something yeah. with a spike where you know it's coming and there's no one around you right when you're in the middle of six lanes of traffic at 100 kilometers an hour and it goes 
you can't train people for that because yeah. you can't put deliberately put people in. And in that's the challenge. Way. Like you said, we need to have, we almost need to be on that, that skid pad just to get a feel for what it's like so that when you are in the full situation, which you hope you never are back to the pilots who train on all yeah. these things and simulators, we need to have that, that simulation. So at least we know what it's going to feel like as opposed to, Hey, it happened. And it's like, Oh, this is, this is weird. I never had this happen before. And yeah. I, I, I'm really not so sure exactly how to deal with it, except take the foot off the gas yeah. and get over into the shoulder and not stay on the left-hand shoulder where I'm going to get creamed by some crazy car. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really, it's so easy to dismiss tires. Yeah. As, 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 nah, it's just tires because, you know, there's a an air pump at the petrol station and yeah. if something I can do on my own car, it can't be that complicated, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But, Three to five PSI difference in your tire pressures from what it should be is dangerous. And that's as simple as it gets. It's dangerous. Your tire is no longer operational at its correct pressure and it's dangerous. I saw some video the other day. Talk about the random videos that we get about tires. And some guy had this gizmo to make tires that definitely should not be sold to anyone look new. And it was a a tire cutter that goes around the side and it cuts off the piece and I was just I mean the guy who was doing it showing it like clearly had been doing this a long time because yeah, yeah. the tire looked brand new yeah. but I'm just going oh, no that's not good you can buy you can buy retread tires and uh, you can buy would, tire cutters would, would you would it, would, would, why it's would normally I, the big commercial stuff why would I use a tire cutter though this was like no, no. these are like for cars the problem is that the some places it's freehand some, it was a freehand tire cutter some places though the labor is cheaper than the tire right okay you know in some countries that's the case so uh, so f- from from my point of view working on passenger vehicles in the UK I never saw it one of the guys that used to do a bit of off-roading um he had a tire cutter and he had retreads on his okay four by four that he used in the, on the weekends but that was literally for using them off-road he wasn't yeah, yeah. taking his family out on the highway <laughs> On the motorway. Well, who, who would buy retreads anyway? I mean, I they do. They do. People eh? do buy retreads. For cars? I, mean, like for- I, I can't say that I've ever dealt with it, but yeah. I know people do. I mean, it, wow. Yeah. You, you know, the, the thing is you see those retreads on commercial vehicles and you see them blow, you see the tread blow off and you've seen, I've seen that all over the world. You come past our, um, so the, the side street entrance for our garage down to where is it? Um, What's the bakery down there? Patissiere or something? Yeah, something. Down that street where Trinity is and everything else. There's all the pickups and tankers and everything for hire along the road. You right. can stop and say, I'm moving house. Can I borrow your pickup? Right, yeah. Will you come? Love Whatever. You know, I've, I've got a flood in the back garden. Can you yeah. bring the tanker and the pump? Blah, blah, blah. I will challenge you to find one of those <laughs> that hasn't got at least one bad. And when I say bad, I mean, yeah. but I'm not talking about upsell bad I'm talking about that's dangerous yeah you can't you can't find one yeah they're all absolutely destroyed well and you, and you see the shaking you know the shimmy of some of those vehicles and it's like <gasps> the, the thing is right I know from my time with AAA and I remember at the time thinking very especially in my early days why is Frank blowing a gasket over a driver damaging a tyre on a truck but yeah. a Continental for that truck was 2,000 dirhams. Yeah. We were making 700 for the job. By the time you've taken diesel and cost of, cost of labour sale out of it, we've made 400 profit. And now you've got to put two grand tyre on it because he's not paid attention, he's hit a curb and damaged the tyre. 2,000 dirhams for a tyre. Now, I could go and ask a tanker driver to come and pump our septic tank or come and you know save us from a flood. He'll probably charge me 400 for the hour, plus 200 for the emptying charge that he has to pay at the dealer site. But if he damages a tyre on the way, he's got to do four of those jobs to pay for the tyre yeah. in one day. And there isn't enough hours in the day for him to do that. Yeah. So, you know, I get it, yeah. but there's got to be some middle ground. Yeah. You know, you, yeah, you can't have how can these guys afford to put new tyres on? But then if they can't, then should they be allowed, you know, know is it almost the point of, you know, and and look, I'm saying... Safety first though. We're in the UAE, the drivers are men here. Yeah. You know, I I can't think of a time when I've seen a lady driving a a truck here. No, I've never seen one here. So the guys that are at the side of the road that we're hiring from are men. 
And if we go and hire that vehicle from them, when that guy renews his visa, should it be based on the condition of his truck? You know, you have to have yeah, a medical yeah, yeah. to get a visa. Should yeah. the truck have to yeah. have, you know, should it, okay, yeah. are you safe? Where's your yeah. truck? You're getting a new driver visa. Where's your vehicle that you're going to drive on the road? Because if one of those tankers full with 10,000 gallons of septic water has a blowout or a yeah. wheel bearing falls off, yeah. how many of you have seen the wheels going Oh, like yeah, this? yeah, many, many. It's, like, it's frightening. You know, I've or, seen one dragging the leaf spring on the road. I've seen them overloaded on one side on the pickups. Yeah. Blowing leaf springs. Blowing leaf springs. Yeah. They don't break. <laughs> no. That's, yeah. It's when I see them at the side of the road and they got the hood up and some guy's showing up and he's, he's doing the repair on the side and he's got a box and it's like, oh no, no, no. Yeah. We, we had a guy in this morning who's brought his Q7 in and he's the workshop manager for Suez, the okay. waste disposal yeah, guys, yeah, the skips and stuff. Um, we're just going to do they're doing a lot of recycling stuff now which is yeah. we've never been able to get people to recycle plastics from vehicles but they'll do it okay. which is great so I don't know if they've got something going on with EnviroServe or whatever it is but yeah. they take it and dispose of it properly they said so he brought his Q7 in and he told me that they're spending two and a half million dirhams on tyres <sighs> two and a half million dirhams on tyres right and he's like we don't put the high-end tyres on because a lot of our stuff is done on building sites. Right. And, and we don't know that until we get there. So yeah. someone will say there's a pickup at such and such a location and when they get there, there's a development going on and they've got to go through a building site to get to the usual location. So four new tyres in the morning at 10 grand and it's four new tyres in the evening at another 10 grand for a job that they've made 600 dirhams on Yeah, because they didn't know when they got there. So they put the cheaper... Um, typically Chinese manufactured tyres on there because if that happens at least it's not 10 grand yeah like but that's frightening but yeah. these self-employed guys at the side of the road that are doing a great service and a good job yeah, yeah, yeah. they can't afford that yeah. and where, how do you how do you regulate that without persecuting yeah that's the issue here and it's I don't know it's yeah. it's, um, it's dangerous and, and with for us, the regulation comes with passenger cars. It comes to the fact that people will always ask me, is it safe? That's it. And if it's tyres, it's not. Yeah. You know, if it's tyres, it isn't. If it's anything that's, that, that would, would I drive the vehicle with my kids and wife in the car? And if I would, then okay. Yeah. If I wouldn't, then I'd tell people, no, I wouldn't. Mm. It's different. You know, DJ, as an example, he's just got himself in the car. He might drive it. Yeah. But he's a lunatic. (laughs) Whereas, If I was in the car, my own, I might drive it. But when I'm in the car as a dad and a husband, yeah, it's different. Yeah, yeah. it's a, it's a yeah. Glenn. As always, what a great conversation! Time it's time to go. Learned a lot. Glenn Power from PowerWorks Automotive. Glenn, that car guy. If you're looking for him across the socials, I'm James Pikeaway. Going to do it all again really soon. Scroll down through all of the podcasts that we put together, and if you're online, scroll down through all of the video content we've got. Lots of information entertainment just great conversation leave us a like yeah leave us a like exactly review everything please even bad reviews yeah we love bad reviews (laughs) (laughs) we like all reviews but thank you very much for being with us and we'll talk to you again really soon so long for now